You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. The Kemper Catholic School System invites the public to join them next week for their annual town hall meeting. Their program begins at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, February 19th in the Kemper High School Library. Administrators, teachers, and other staff will provide a brief overview of the parochial school's general position, followed by breakout sessions to review facilities planning, academic programming, the school's finances, Kemper's response to education savings accounts, and more. Organizers expect the program to last no longer than an hour. Former, current, and future Kemper Kemper families and community members are encouraged to attend. And again, that's coming up on Monday, February 19th at 6.30 p.m. at the Kemper High School Library. The Carroll City Council sparred over several aspects of the fiscal year 2025 preliminary budget prior to its initial approval at Monday's meeting. The nearly 300-page budget includes department proposals, individual fund reviews, tax levy calculations, and more. City leaders found most of the preliminary budget satisfactory, but there were a few sticking points for council members, beginning with the $102,000 ask from the Carroll County Growth Partnership. Several council members wanted to reduce the amount to $82,000 following the end of the retail coach contract, which the City of Carroll helped fund. City Manager Aaron Koiker has discussed the council's concerns with CCGP staff. Talking with Kimberly at CCGP, she is comfortable with going back to the 82000 which matches what the county is supporting. And I would recommend that the council make that motion to put the CCGP's funding at the $82,000 and change. A motion from Ward 1 Councilman Tom Bordnero to adjust CCGP's funding from the city to $82,400 was approved unanimously. Quaker notes the Economic Development Organization is planning to add a new position to their staff, and the council will likely be asked to consider a budget amendment once the details of that posting's needs are determined. Another point of contention is a city-funded courtesy vehicle at the Arthur N. New Airport. Currently, the city leases a car for $6,600 per year from Wittrox to be used by airport customers and also pays the insurance premiums. The council had previously suggested the airport use a local cab company, rideshare apps, or accept a donation from the city of a former Carroll Police Department patrol vehicle to provide transportation, but those ideas were rejected. War II Councilman Jason Atherton moved to remove the vehicle funding from the FY25 budget, but the motion died due to a lack of a second. Ward 3 Councilman Kyle Bauer says the issue deserves further discussion for future budget years. I think it makes sense for us to look at purchasing something. If we look at a $30,000 vehicle, there's going to be some government price concessions on, say, a van. You have that paid for in four and a half years, and you're going to probably run that thing for 10 years or so, and you still have something in the end. Right now, we're just throwing money out the window, and we're still paying for insurance. Greg Seaman, a Carroll Airport Commission member, says they need a courtesy vehicle at the airport because cab availability does not always meet customers' needs and the community does not have a rental car company nearby. According to Seaman, the commission is tasked with running the airport and they have the final say on its operation. I remind everybody that the airport commission <coughs> operates the airport. Now, everybody can talk about you should do this or you should do that or you should do something else, but that decision is our decision according to the Iowa Code, and we will continue to operate that airport the way we see fit. And we believe that the present arrangement with Whitrocks, and that was the low bid, the only okay. bid we had, works 
It would also work to follow Laverne Dirks' suggestion that we look into the procurement of a car for the airport's use. That would also work, and we're happy to discuss those things, but we run the airport. The council did not vote to cut the vehicle funding from the FY25 airport budget. The final issue was the proposed rehabilitation of the Graham Park bandshell. The early estimates for that construction work are around $150,000, but it is not included in the FY25 budget. Representatives from the Carroll Historic Preservation Commission have committed to raising $75,000 for the project. They are requesting the city provide the remaining $75,000. The council declined to include that funding until a more solid cost estimate is available. The council voted 5-1, to one, Atherton being the sole nay vote, to approve the preliminary budget. The timeline for final approval includes setting a public hearing on the proposed property tax levy for the March 25th meeting and a hearing on the entire FY25 budget on April 8th, with the deadline to file with the county and the state by April 30th. Video from that budget debate is included with this story on our website. And Manning Regional Healthcare Center is strengthening its efforts to address mental health challenges in rural communities with the addition of Dina Irwin, a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, to the MRHC Specialty Clinic. Irwin is now offering virtual appointments on the first and third Mondays every month to diagnose and treat mental health disorders. Irwin is certified across all ages and provides diagnosis and treatment for various disorders, including anxiety, ADHD, schizophrenia, depressive disorder, and bipolar disorders. In addition to Irwin's services, MRHC's counseling services led by Holly Schechinger cater to patients aged 12 and older, now extending to virtual telehealth appointments. Schechinger is introducing play therapy for children aged 5 and up, empowering children to express and process emotions, particularly those related to traumatic experience. To schedule appointments with Irwin or Schechinger, individuals can call 712-655-8100. Referrals are recommended but not required. For more information or to discuss mental health support, patients can contact Senior Life Solutions at 712-655-8262 for those 65 and older, or the Manning Recovery Center at 712-655-2300. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. We've got more news on the way right after this on KCIM. Some Broncos were born to run. Broncos were born to be one. Rope in the riches at Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Jefferson. Earn entries now for the March 29th drawing, and you can drive away in a 2024 Ford Bronco. See Club Wild for details and how you can win even more cash. Rope in the riches only from Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. There's never been a better time to pursue a degree in agriculture, and now is the time to apply for scholarships from New Cooperative. We are offering 10 $2,000 scholarships to full-time two-year and four-year students pursuing ag degrees. New is also proud to offer the Bob Wallentine Memorial Scholarship, awarding one $4,000 scholarship to an undergraduate student pursuing an ag business degree. Deadline to apply is March 15th. Go to newcoop.com slash scholarships to apply today. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The Carroll County Farm Bureau is holding its first annual grocery grab event coming up next month during National Agriculture Week. Carroll County Farm Bureau President Jason Nace says we are looking for a fun way to help local organizations while celebrating the agricultural industry as well as its impact on the local economy. 
We decided to start something new. We have been doing a Cram the Cab event in the past, and we, we wanted to change things up a little bit and do a grocery grab and try to get a little bit more of the ag businesses involved. The event will be held at Fairway in Carroll on March 21st, where teams of local ag businesses will compete for the championship trophy. Board member Marie Pudence says the primary goal is to achieve as close to a $250 grocery bill as possible with items requested from the local food pantries. Each team will have two or three people on the team and only one team member can put items into the cart. On the cart they have to have at least 10 items that the food pantries want. So then they'll get that list of items like three minutes before they what they call a heat. And then they have three minutes to get all the items. We're giving out three different prizes, one for the most decorative cart or costumes, one for the closest to $250, and then the other prize goes out to the team that makes the most money. So whatever you have in the cart, that's what you have to pay for. And we are donating all that to the four different food pantries in Carroll County. NACE encourages any business in the ag field to get a team signed up. Pretty much anybody can sign up. We are looking to bring in the ag community together. So ag businesses or even individual farms or whoever that has some relation to agriculture can sign up for this event. They can contact the Carroll Home Office uh, by phone or by email at carroll.county at ifbf.org. All food or money raised will be divided and donated to the community of concern, new opportunities, C3 Manning Food Pantry, as well as Coon Rapids Baird Food Pantry. For questions or to sign up a team, you can call the main office at 712-792-9296 or email carol.county at ifbf.org. The search is on again for Iowa's best burger. Iowa Beef Industry Council spokesperson Kylie Peterson says there are some simple rules for the annual contest. So we're accepting nominations, votes um, from from Iowans, um, anyone that has a favorite Iowa restaurant um, that serves a 100% real beef burger served on a bun or bread product. Any combinations of ingredients and toppings can be included. This is the 15th year for the Iowa Cattlemen's Association and Beef Industry Council to have sponsored the contest. Peterson says they're going to celebrate that milestone by giving some restaurants a second bite at winning the contest. We decided to let past winners uh, be eligible to be voted for to get into the top 10 and to potentially win the contest this year. So that's new. We always get asked, well, what's the best of the best? And so maybe we'll find that this year. Maybe we'll find uh, another great location here in the state of Iowa that serves a fantastic burger. Peterson says you can nominate your favorite burgers on their website. If you're a restaurant owner that is uh, new to the contest and you want to learn more, you can also go to our website, iabeef.org. We have contest rules, promotional materials that you can use on your social media platforms. And if you're not on the list, um, you can give us a call. We'll get you added. And if you're a voter and you don't see your favorite restaurant on the list, you can scroll all the way to the bottom. There's a little blank box at the bottom. Just type in the restaurant name and the city of your favorite restaurant and hit submit, and we'll get that nomination as well. The restaurants that win the Best Burger designation see a lot of publicity and often a big boost in business. Flight Bar and Flight Bar and Grill in Huxley was last year's winner, and the Beef Industry Council says their sales went from around 250 burgers each month to 415 a month after they won. Peterson says the winner will be announced on May 1st to kick off the Iowa Beef Month. 
And Iowa 4th District Representative Randy Feenstra joined 213 of his GOP colleagues on Tuesday in voting to impeach U.S. Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Feenstra says President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas must end the border crisis today by enforcing our nation's immigration laws, restarting construction on the border wall, and stopping the flow of deadly fentanyl into our communities. It's as simple as that. Instead, under Secretary Mayorkas's watch, over 10,000 illegal immigrants are crossing our border every day. Our Border Patrol agents lack the support that they need to do their jobs, and fentanyl manufactured in China continues to flood our rural communities and take precious lives. I regret that Secretary Mayorkas has failed to uphold his oath of office and protect our nation from foreign threats. For this reason and many more, I voted to impeach him for his dereliction of duty to the American people. This is the GOP-controlled House's second vote to impeach Mayorkas. A February 6th resolution narrowly failed to pass, but yesterday's vote was approved on a 214 to 213 margin without support from Democrats. The other Iowa House delegation members, Ashley Henson, Marionette Miller-Meeks, and Zach Nunn, also supported the resolution. The impeachment now goes to the Senate, where it is unlikely to gain any significant traction. And that is going to be wrapping up. Your KCIM Midday News for Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.